Welcome to Writer Dojo with your hosts, Steve Diamond. Happy New Year. And Larry Korea. Happy New Year. Today's episode, State of the Dojo Address 2024. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Writer Dojo. Today, as is tradition with the, uh, the first episode of the year, it is the State of the Dojo Address. Uh, glad to have you with me here, buddy. Yeah, we've actually not recorded since we were with uh, Jason Cordova. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, holidays we, got freaking nuts, yeah, dude. We still have another interview or two I think we need to play from... Um, we have one more. Okay. Um, That'll yeah, be up, so, coming up soon. Yeah, so this week is kind of our... You, you guys know what we do. It's our State of the Dojo Address. We talk about kind of, you know, how things went over the past year, um, what we're working on, what we what we got done, any cool new announcements, and we're going to have one of those. Um, stuff like that. This is our fearless accountability episode we do every year. It is. It is. And you know, I, I think that's important. Um, partly because one, it fills up about 30 minutes of airtime and that's really important. Uh, but also I, I think that especially within the publishing industry with a lot of the authors that you and I have, have talked about over the, the past couple of years that we've been doing this, there is a disturbing lack of accountability from yeah. a lot of authors. Yeah. Well, and we try, we're, we're trying to keep it real here because we tell you guys what we try to do and what we actually do because authors, guys, you're going to try, you're going to fail sometimes mm -hmm. you're human. And, uh, you know, so me and Steve been doing this a while and oh, geez, I've been doing this for 15 years 15, now. 15. And that's, that's an important number. We will come back to that keep, later. Keep that number in mind. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be coming back to that number. But, um, it's, a, it's, it's just like our characters, it's the try-fail cycle, and yep. there's going to be ups and downs, and you guys need to realize that that being a writer is not all milk and honey, and this is a hard business to make it, guys. Yeah. Um, you know, ugly factoids, we've talked about this on the show many times, but most people who try to be writers aren't going to make it, because it's really, really competitive. It is. It really is. And, and you know, we, we always talk about that sort of thing, um, but our... Our last remaining interview from our time back at 20 a Books back in November in uh, is with Steve Bollier, who's the who's one of the two owners of Athon. And so Caleb our interview with him is going to be next week. Alongside uh, and, he, and he talks a little bit about some of this stuff yeah, and, and some, some of the challenges really, in publishing. Really, and stuff. And really interesting stuff. Um, determined to bring it down. Once that no airs... Um, I can talk a little bit more about one of the things I'm probably going to end up doing with, with my books and publishing with them. Because um, you and I had a conversation about it and stuff. There, it, like he said some kind of gee whiz stuff for me anyway. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So producer Jack uh, pulled some numbers together. Um, in general, on things like Spotify, uh, at, at the end of every year, it gives you like... It gives you like your, your year wrapped up and it, and it tells you like what your favorite songs were that year and all that stuff. Um, mine was 25 by the Pretty Reckless. Oh. Was, was it a theme song? Yeah, it was a theme song for Lost Planet Homestead. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so mine, uh, mine was, um, it was Granite by Sleep Token. So it ended, which was kind of a theme song too. Yeah. So it, what you saw in mine, it was a lot of what I was listening to while I was writing. So, 
you know, no matter okay, the cost. Okay, by the way, these factoids are blind because uh, I have not seen this email. Yep. Um, I, I got it, but I didn't have a chance to read it. Um, so so I do not know how we did. All the way to so this is going to be really interesting. Uh, I'm going to present them to you in the order in which Spotify presented them to, to us. Um, there were, it took me like 73 swipes to get through it because it's freaking Spotify. Um, but anyway, okay. So this is, these are some no particular order apparently but uh our top episode ben Ragesh, of all of 2020 i'm gonna guess it was the uh, the one with our wives about loyalty, no. Sacrifice, oh, really? no. Oh, okay. i'm surprised up. i thought it was going to be that too all right what is it season four episode five monsters round two yeah really yeah okay interesting good episode kind of cool I think that was the one, I think Monsters episode two, because I think we did two or three. We did, yeah. I think three. I think two is where we started talking about um, bringing in like new monsters, creating new monsters and yep. bringing them in. Because the first one was using established monsters. That's shocking. I kind of figured it would have been the one with our wives standing I'm in I'm surprised. Us. I mean, I feel a little vindicated as the horror guy. <laughs> <laughs> our wives are going to be a little let down. I know. I know that was, it, it doesn't say what the funniest episode was obviously that, because they can't do it, but that was definitely I still it. Die at the, uh, my face is like a baby dolphin. <laughs> my, my wife just, my wife just, your poor wife was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm very confused here, but my wife just like went nuts and ran with it for 30 minutes. <laughs> All right. This one isn't surprising. Um, we were streamed in 48 countries. That's cool. That is cool. Um, obviously the top one was the United States. No shocker. <gasps> Speaking English, being yeah. Americans, proud Americans. 91% of our, of our total streams were in the U S. Okay. That sounds about right. I mean, I mean, I guess the majority of the rest are probably, you know, I would guess the remainder are probably Canada, UK, Australia. You want to know where they are? Uh, sure. We have the most new listeners. In these three countries, this first one, dude, it couldn't be more perfect for you. Is it the Czech Republic? No. Oh, Portugal. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Number two, Mexico. <laughs> Steve's old pals in Sonora. Number three, Australia. Huh. Pretty right. rad, actually. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the Australia is probably that one crazy guy that stalks me. That Probably. one, that one angry yeah. college professor. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of our supporters is from Australia. Um, oh, very cool. He, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. Um, it, this one was super weird and funny. Normally I would have ignored it cause it, it doesn't seem relatable, but to me it's always relatable. Um, your listeners top music genres. So what, what the people who listen to our stuff, what were their top music genres? Bluegrass. No, no. Number one is rock. Okay, I feel okay, good. Yeah, Number right. two, pop. Mm-hmm. Number three, alternative metal. Oh, okay, that one makes perfect sense. Actually. Totally legit. Yeah, that one actually makes perfect sense. <laughs> huh. It was just a weird... I mean, that popped up and I went, oh, that's freaking weird. Cool. Yeah, all right. I, th- thank you, Spotify. Yeah. All right. Um, this talks about how our podcast was shared. And, and, I, and I like these because... Um, word of mouth is actually pretty important for a podcast like ours. 
Well, we're so niche. Yeah. We're I mean, such a weird little thing. I and mean, we're people who like want to know how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. you know, in an in a, in a, in a industry that's already not very big to begin with. Right. So uh, 61% uh, of, ha- of our podcast being shared was done via a direct link. So that's cool. 14% on Facebook, which is less than I anticipated. 11 other, I don't know what that means. It just said other. So like pigeon uh, or something. I, 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 I spray painted it on the bottom of an overpass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 11% via text. Huh. I don't know how they People got People telling that. their friends, hey, listen to this. Yeah. And then 3% Instagram. I don't know. I oh. thought that was only for like hot chicks and bathing suits. I, I have an Instagram account that I post to like once every couple months when a book comes out. That's about it. Okay. For the year, our podcast rating was 4.8 out of five stars. That's pretty good. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. That seems all right. Because at point two stars got to be people who just like hate everything. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the, well, they didn't give me the magic bullet. So therefore you suck. Yeah, they didn't. I, I listened to two episodes of their show and I still haven't written a novel. Yeah. One star. One star. Oh, man. Okay, uh, let's see. Had some growth. Uh, just in terms of overall streams, uh, 5% growth. Okay. So not bad. Well, t- well, especially after how big last year was. I'll take mm-hmm. that. Now, this one's interesting. It didn't shrink. No, it didn't. Um, this is the number of followers we have. So not just people who listen, but people who listen and decided to follow it, which is, this is, I mean, this is about loyalty. Okay. Up 44%. Oh, hey, that's really cool. That's huge. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, thank you to all you listeners out there. That, that means a lot to, that means a lot to me actually. Yeah. Because we know when we went into this, we were looking at like what the biggest podcast uh, for writers ever was doing. And yeah. we, so we went and looked at them Yeah, and we, we knew some people there and we, we know some, uh, well, they gave, I mean, they gave me some of their exact numbers. Yeah. So we know, but so we know what the maximum largest one is mm-hmm. that's been going for like what? 15 years, 15 10, years, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Long, longer than that. Cause I was a noob and I went on their show back when I was a rookie. It's about 15. Yeah. I think it's 15 and 16 uh, maybe. Yeah. We'll come back to that number. <laughs> weird. And, Such a uh, weird number. Yeah, so we know about how big it is. So actually for, for what we're doing, we're doing pretty dang good. Yeah. This one was kind of interesting too. Um, this is about the, the, um, the quantity of minutes created. You know, basically how long we did it. Up 3%. And well, that's because you and I get long-winded sometimes. Yeah, we had a few episodes where we got long-winded. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, we are a top 10 podcast for 873 of our fans. I just think that's, that's an interesting. I have no idea what that means, but that sounds good to me. It means for, for the people who listen to us a lot, um, we are in their top 10 of all podcasts that they all listen gotcha. to. That's so, not bad. So it's like Joe Rogan, various Joe Rogan spinoffs. Us. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Probably someone's audio book. I don't know. Um, let's see. Oh, and, and for 266 of, of the fans, we were the top podcast. That's period. pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. Cause yeah. we, like I said, we are pretty niche. That that's really all of the, the kind of the salient, um, info that was in there. Um, it didn't give quite the same type of info. Yeah. Last year it had some cooler little slides. Yeah. You know, 
it, it broke it down by like country and all that kind of stuff. One of them was like, neat. you were in the top 99.6 percentile of podcasts, which is like more not the testament of that we're doing good. It's just how much crap is out There's there. There's so much. There's so many podcasts that like five people listen to and like three of them are on the show. Well, I think I, two guys, moms. When, yeah, yeah. When we started, um, I, I remember talking with a few different people, and then a bunch of these stats were given to me, and I and I found the same ones online, and it was something like, if you if you ended up with like a hundred and fifty listens within the first twenty four hours, um, you were in the top 95% of all podcasts or something like that. Well, see, and we break that on you, we break that on YouTube, which yeah. producer Jack just sticks on there as kind of an afterthought. Exactly. Cause nobody listens to podcasts on YouTube. Relatively. Yeah. And, and for us, you know, within the first 24 hours, we're between a thousand and 1500 listens just yeah. on Spotify. Um, and, and that, that, what that amounts to is that puts us in like the top 2% or something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, the, the numbers are so staggeringly low for podcasts that, um, I mean, it's, it's easier to stand out, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's, it's honestly, <laughs> I, th- I imagine, cause like I said, we, neither one of us is podcaster. We no. just started doing this for, for fun. And, um, I mean, we're writers, but it's the same kind of rule for writing is you got a handful of people who make most of the money and then yeah. you got some people that make a little bit of money and then you got the vast majority who makes nothing. Yeah. We'll get back to that on a, on a future episode. Oh, actually, yeah, actually, a couple episodes where we mm-hmm. we know exactly what we're going to talk about on that one. Yeah, the beginning of the year gave us a plethora of. Oh, I don't know what it was bad about advice between Christmas and New Year's. Like every time I'd go on Twitter, there would be some new horrific thing. I'm like, it's been one day. Yeah, seriously. So I'm I'm tagging Steve. I'm like, dude, look at this. We got to talk about this on the podcast. And he's like, dude, we just it's. Give me a, it's a vacation. It, it's like. It's been one day in the year. Christmas. I want to stay home and build Gundams. Don't be sending me bad writing advice. I'm, I'm, we're sitting here in Steve's office and there's yeah. Gundams everywhere. Oh my gosh. I have this giant box next to Larry. It's actually a double kit, which is why there's like, like a mountain of runners over here. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway. my daughter, my daughter builds Gundams too. I yes. Yeah. I've done, I've done good work. Got her. It's probably Help, your, helping spread the word. It's probably your fault. Let's That's be right. Um, so anyway, so those are some of the basic stats. You know, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, the in, in there, of course, I, I thought I thought it was pretty funny that our that our top episode was the uh, was the monsters one of that all is, of them. That is interesting. Um, I would not even have sort of guessed that. We've no. Had, we've had several episodes with really cool guest stars. Uh-huh. I wonder if too, that was earlier in the year. So it had oh. more time to accumulate more hits. It, it probably did. Um, it probably did. Because we've had some episodes since where we had some pretty cool guest stars. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, gosh, we had Rick on when we were up at Rick Partlow oh, yeah, on. Yeah. His Rick episode was, was fantastic. Christine's episode. Rockio's. Oh man, Rockio's episodes are always good. I mean, with Dave. Um, so I, I'm thinking, so I, well... I don't know. I think that might be a little biased. It could be. See, that's what happens. Unless it's about velocity. I don't know. We're both former accountants. So immediately yeah. we start to pick apart all, every stat put in front of us. And yeah. like finding all the problems with it. <laughs> Sorry guys. It's just how our brains work. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, the number that means the most to me out of all those, obviously is that we had a 44% growth in terms of followers. That's pretty because cool. that you know that shows that shows loyalty from from our listeners out there and 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 without you guys I mean 
we'd just be talking at each other like you know, like we do every week anyway. Well, and we, New Year, I want to reiterate just how much we appreciate our supporters. Yep. So the people who actually um, donate a buck or five bucks or ten bucks a month yep. to support the podcast, you guys paid for all our cool equipment, which is where we were recording in Steve's office for convenience yep. and yep. Well, we have and, all, all and, this and cool stuff we can take on the road and interview people. We do, which we have done a lot. Yeah, we did a lot of interviews we've, last year. We've probably. We've probably, we probably recorded 20 episodes on the road with this stuff. I think so. And we'll be doing that again. We'll be doing some more this year. Yeah. Not as much this year. We'll talk about that in the, in the back half of the episode, but we're not going as many places this year. Oh, that killed me last year. I'm yeah. so tired. Well, and, and I have a freaking job. Um, but, uh. Well, next half of the episode, we're going to talk about fearless accountability over fearless accountability. So, uh, um, but you know, I, I, on top of just the equipment and stuff, um, you know, we're, me, Larry, producer Jack, we've been talking about, you know, what we can do for supporters and just bonus stuff. Um, you know, going and getting a, uh, one of the, the higher end stream yard, uh, subscriptions and stuff. Well, we actually have several, several writers we've already talked to who, um, want to call in. Yeah. Just cause we don't wind up in the same place with them very often. Well, like we, we were going to get Jonathan Mayberry on while we were in Vegas. Yeah. We missed Jonathan by like we, 15 minutes. But we both, I mean, all three of us, it just, the timing didn't work out, but, but he, he talked to both of us and he's like, yeah, yeah I'm on on. We already talked Laurel wants to call in. Yeah. Laurel, of course. Uh, and she actually had some really cool ideas about what she wanted to talk about too. It, it, it's not what you think. It's actually a really cool topic with her. Yeah. She's, she's, um, she's way sharp. I mean, we will get her to talk about like romancy, sexy stuff, obviously. Well, she's super good at it because she's like, she gets asked that all the time. I know. Yeah. Um, but the other topic is cool. Uh, I mean, Jim, of course we'll get Jim on. Yep. I got to hurt. He owes me a favor. Yeah. Actually, I I was going to say, wait, don't you owe him a favor? No, actually. Yeah. That's repay. I owe him a favor. Yeah, oh crap! I, All right, there, I take that back. <laughs> I was gonna say you owe him one. <laughs> I, actually, I owe him a favor. Um, but you know, got a lot of people like that, uh, and and so there's so many. I mean, you and I were just talking before this. We want to get one of your guys over from Audible on. Oh, actually, I need to approach him about that. Yeah. I, think, I think he'd be down for that. I think I, I would think love to have be, him on. I think it'd be super interesting. Yeah, to have him on. Well, it's a huge growth part of the industry too. Oh yeah. So anyway, point is, we have we have a lot of people we want to get on, plus it's also a way for us to potentially have, um, we're, we're kind of theory crafting this around that, you know, have like a, you know, a, a half a day online con, so to speak through Streamyard that anyone can log on to and listen to us have panels or whatever. I'm making air quotes. As yeah. I'm people could ask us questions live. And, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff we want to do. Um, you know, so anyway, Point is, without you supporters, we wouldn't be able to do any of that. And so, thank you. Um, and I've cooked several briskets this year, thanks to you guys. It's true; they've all been wonderful. I, I'm, I'm right there, dude. I think I've, I think I've kind of, you okay. know, gone over the tipping point and made some pretty good briskets. We'll talk about goals and, and achievements for the year in the next yeah. part. But I was going to say, your brisket game this year has been on point. Yeah, it's been no pun, no pun intended. Yeah, those last couple were like freaking mind blowing. Yeah, they were good. They're good. If this writing thing doesn't work out for you, you could always become a barbecue. Uh, I guess barbecue I could. Bed. I guess I could. Sounds open exhausting. A, open, a, open a barbecue restaurant. Yeah. I'd eat there. All right. With that, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, we'll talk. We'll go into fearless accountability. A couple of announcements. You know, hear about you know me being pissed that I'm still in a day job again. Yada yada. We'll be right back.
of myth has appeared in a torrent of fire and blood. Alongside his allies in the Benragash Detective Agency, Caleb Mastiff is determined to bring it down, no matter the cost. Their mission will take them from car chases with magically enhanced slavers to fist fights with terrorists atop trains ascending into the sky, from death matches with cultists in ancient ruins to bone-chilling encounters with monstrous abominations, and from shonen martial arts tournaments all the way to earth-shattering cataclysmic battles. Benragash, Volume 1 of the Cocoon Chronicles by J.C. Chambers is an action-packed new fantasy about loyalty, sacrifice, and blowing stuff up set in an enormous labyrinthian steampunk world. Every copy comes with 30 full pages of manga art as a bonus and is available digitally at Amazon.com and in print at most online retailers. Pick up your copy today. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Okay. So, 2023 kind of a bizarre year for for the both of us i think yeah if somebody goes back to the the first episode of 2023 and listens to like what our goals and stuff were uh they'll be able to compare and contrast here because i say 2023 was a bugger of a year man it had some challenges to it it had some massive challenges i mean i think like most years um you know some some pretty good some pretty bad um uh, I'm the type of person and, and I actively try to not get caught up too much into the negativity at times, but there, there's times when it, it's really easy to focus on the negative, um, just cause it's so in your face and you have a much bigger emotional response to it. Um, so I, I just want to start back with not, you know, just a smidge more than a year ago. Okay. November. 2022, the fated day in which Steve got laid off. Yep. And uh, you got laid off and it was kind of a surprise. It was very... Um, <laughs> kind of a surprise. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I can't say too much on the air, but like for those of you that aren't involved here, the company that Steve worked for, I'll keep the super vague because I know everybody's got NDAs and whatnot. Yeah. The company Steve worked for had venture capitalists buy it out. Yep. And then... Um, they kind of had like a, I'm not a George Martin fan, but the, uh, you know, they had kind of a red wedding. Yeah, Night of Knives. Yeah, they had a Night of Knives. Night of Long Knives sort of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, they just kind of like uh, Trotsky got the ice pick to the head Yeah, kind of thing. Well, it, it turns out that uh, due to who I was loyal to before the company even got sold, turns out that means that um, I was a prime candidate for being replaced. So I got replaced. Um and I pouted for a week or two, as is expected. We went out to Thai food. We went out to Thai food. We we went out and, and ate, and you know I drowned my sorrows in food as I usually yeah, do. Yeah, I took Steve out for Thai food. Yeah. Um, and then went on the grant the great subscription purge, because you know money. Uh, and then I was, and then I decided to be like, trying to decide how insulting I can be here. Um, I decided that I was just going to live off the government for a little while. <laughs> well, you paid into that unemployment for That's quite a true. while so i mean i'm not going to get my social security so i might as well get some unemployment yeah we're um, in our 40s we're not getting social security so um but right towards the beginning of their you know going into 2023 then i set some pretty heavy goals for myself and i didn't know how long i was going to be unemployed um mainly due to the fact of you know i hear health insurance is important um in like food 
And I have children, I guess, that are important and stuff. Lame. Mainly I have some dogs. I need to make sure that they're taken care of. But so I didn't know how long it was going to be. It actually turned out to be in some ways longer than, than I initially expected. But once I got into it, you know, I, the end of that benefit of that perceived benefit, um, man, it snuck up on me really quick. So I wanted to finish, I think, I don't remember what I said. I, I probably should have gone back and listened to the episode. I wanted to finish a couple books. You said some pretty lofty production goals. Yeah. So, um, as far as those go in general, I pretty much hit them. I had a, actually a pretty big year. Um, I started going back to the day job on May 1st, um, as a consultant. And, uh, and then I went full time, um, as a, as a W, uh, as a W2 employee in July. So really I only got the first four months of the year. Yeah. Not even half a year. Not quite. But you still probably wrote. I put out four books last four year. Four books. So I put out the redo of residue. Um, and, and, and I think we'll, we'll end up having an episode fully talking about doing revised editions and stuff like that down yep. the road. Oh, yeah, actually, we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, because it's a whole, it's a whole thing, but a cool topic that we'll talk about. A whole different process. Um, the sequel, Parasite. Um, and then books one and two in the Alicia Yoder series that I'm doing with uh, Mike Rothman. So uh, New Arcadia and Operation Thrall. All four of those came out this year. And then uh, there's something like six or eight different short stories and different publications came out. Uh, I was supposed to have a novella come out this year, but um, the publisher didn't put it out. And so I'm probably going to just do that myself now. Yeah. I'm just going to say, if, if you guys are hearing that noise in the background, um, that's the sound of freedom. Sound of freedom, baby. That's an F-35 flying yep. right past the window. Yep. So, Yeah, I, 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 live, I live very close to Hill Air Force Base. And so the sound of freedom is a, is a, you know, several times daily occurrence. Anywho, so all of that happened. Um, so that's good. All that part's good, right? Yeah, production was great. The downside is that as soon as the day job started, my productivity completely tanked, which shocker, you know? Well, you have a, you have a brain job. I have a brain job. Yeah, you have a job that taxes your mind all day. Yeah. It's a critical it's a critical thinking job. Well, and I'm it's not just critical thinking. I'm actually writing like actual writing writing as part of the job too. Yeah. So I I'm doing government pricing for, you know, DOD bids for for government for government stuff. Hence living by Hill Air Force Base. Hence living by Hill Air Force Base. But uh so I'm the only person in the company that I work for currently who can do pricing. Yep. And so I do literally every bid that we put out and we put out a lot of bids. And for those of you not familiar with that, that is a, a thing that is very mentally taxing. Yep. And so what happens is when you go home and you try to write afterwards. Or, well, upstairs. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. Your brain is shocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, and the writing that I am doing, um, they have me writing the full pricing narratives for these as well. And, and you have to shift are, gears between government contract speak writing and like actual good writing. Yes. Because yes. government contract speak writing is the opposite of good writing. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's actually writing invented by the devil. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to torment, uh, to even, torment mankind. Even the devil's not thrilled with it. Um, but it's, so all of that and <laughs> the place I work for within a few months of me starting there got bought out by a private equity company. Oh, that's three companies in a row, right? Three companies in a row. Yep. I'm a freaking magnet for this crap. So if you guys, the moral of the story, guys, is if you're out there and you have a company that you want to sell to venture capital, you guys just need to hire Just Steve. hire me. Hire okay. Steve. Give I'm him a, a desk. Put him in the corner. Let him write books all day and someone will come. Someone and, will come and buy it. Someone will come and give you millions of dollars for your company. Grief. Guaranteed. But uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the same stuff that happened at the previous job, well, the previous two jobs um, has already happened at this job. Um, in terms of like the upper management high turnover that you expect when, when PE comes in. You know, for, for the, for the listeners though, they're all, I mean, most of them still have their day jobs. Yeah. Trying to make that jump. Guys, it's a challenge. It's freaking hard. Um, now I'm, I'm actively working on, on a thing right now that could very well give me my escape hatch out of the day job, um, this year. Back to just full-time writer with enough financial with, security yep, to stick at it. Yep. But you know, we'll see. Anyway, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Some good, definitely some good. Some really good. Um, but also some, from my side, hyper, hyper heavy frustration. Yeah. So a lot of challenges. I mean, and, and here, I, here's the biggest challenge for me, Larry. Um, and, and, and this won't come as a shock to you cause you know me really, really well. Um, I mean, you know me better than almost anyone. Um, but this might come as a, as a little bit of a shock to, to some, how, how, how the negativity can creep in. Anytime anything goes wrong at the day job or there's any perceived issue, whether it's real or not, um, whether it's just me or there's actually an issue, um, I just get pissed off and angry Yep. because I look at it. And not only is it like, well, crap, that's going to take me three hours to fix today. It's that's three hours fixing this today that I didn't have to do when I was writing for myself. Yep. And so every, every issue is magnified. And when you get in that mental headspace where you're angry, yep. it makes it really hard to be creative. It's, it's effing hard to be creative right now. Absolutely. Yep. Um, well, and it's interesting too, because, um. I know you, like you said, I know, I knew you better probably than anybody. Yeah. You're actually an angrier person than I am. People wouldn't guess that by looking at us or listening to us. That's right. Because I'm actually, I, I'm very, um. My niceness is learned behavior. Yeah. Steve's, so, so I'm saying this with love. Steve's more dangerous than I am, guys. Yeah. In some ways. <laughs> yeah. I not mean, with I'll, a gun for sure. Not with a gun, but no. I, I, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually kind of, I'm, I'm a slow burn kind of guy, and then I'll just blow up and get it over with, you know. Um, but yeah. So, w- but when you get in that headspace, guys, when you're trying to make it and you're trying to create, but like life is beating you down, it kind of causes this like negative feedback loop. Yep. Um, so, and then your lack of productivity makes you angry. Well, and, and guilty. And guilty. And, and it's, it, the guilt thing is really dumb because it's just, you're punishing yourself for something that's kind of beyond, a lot of it's beyond your control. Cause you, you, I mean, you only have so much control over how you feel, you mm-hmm. feel what you feel. And so you start getting this negative feedback loop and you're punishing yourself. You know, you guys, you got to be realistic. Mm-hmm. You got to work when you can work, make the best of what you can make, produce when you can produce. And there's other times that life is just going to be hard. Yep. 
And yep. and you just got to keep pushing forward. I don't know, man. That's we, we we weren't trying to get into psychology too much this episode of writing, but but it is though, right? It I is mean, absolutely pertinent. And 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 look, we told you at the start of this episode, and and we we are this way no matter what on every episode from the start to now. You can go back and listen. Um, we will always tell the truth, even if it's ugly for ourselves. Oh yeah, like I did not reach, I didn't reach my goals this year, mm-hmm. like not even close. So I had, I can't, I don't want to get into it too much on the air, but I had some stuff happen this year that just, it sucked. It just kicked your teeth in, dude. It kicked my teeth in. Yep. Like, um, yeah, like I said, I don't want to get into one of the show, but it wasn't. I had several months there where I didn't get much writing done because mm-hmm. life just was hard. Yep. And uh, so my goal. I, I, that said, I still came fairly close. I got fever done. Last yeah. year I was working out with North Cordova. I got fever out. Um, I got Lost Planet Homicide 3 done. That's yeah. turned in. Oh, man, I'm excited. Oh, that. it's it's awesome, too. Yeah. I, uh, it's really good. Um, but I was supposed to get Graveyard of Demons done. I did a bunch of short stories, too. Yeah. But Graveyard of Demons was supposed to get done. Fifth and final book for Saga of the Forgotten Warrior. It's not done yet. And it should have been done last month. And I'm only... I'm only about halfway, probably, because honestly, I just had about three, four months of just life kicking me in the face. Yeah. Um, so, am I where I need to be or where I should be? No. I mean, I still actually had a fairly productive year. Yeah, I mean... But you set, a, you set pretty lofty goals. Yeah. I, I, the, the, last thing, the last thing you and I, guys like us, do, want to do anyway... Um, and this is because of, we, we learned this in our professional lives before we were authors. And that's, if you, if you don't set lofty goals, then yeah, you know, you're not going to, you're, keep... you're not even going to hit anything. Yeah. So first half of the year, fairly good. Uh, yeah. second half of the Same. year, just not good. Yeah. You know, but it is what it is. And, uh, but then again, I had a pretty productive December, like looking at the December word count, I was back on track for my 10,000 words yeah. a week. Yep. And, uh, well, and, and, know. and without going hyper into specifics on this, um, I think, I think you and I had a pretty real conversation about some of this stuff back when, back when things were super crap towards the beginning of December. Yeah. Well, and the hard thing for me is like, so this is my job. Like this yeah. is my day job. This is what I do. So, so, so I am the, so my productivity is, uh, I don't have anywhere else to go. This is it for me. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love my job. I love my career. I've been doing this for 15 years. But guys, it's like anything else. Careers, man, they stuff's going to happen. And sometimes it's stuff that's completely and 100% beyond your control. Yeah. So no matter how good you do or how hard you work or how smart you are, dumb stuff's going to happen. Well, and 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 again, and I remember when you and I were having that, having a, a a pretty frank conversation about all this stuff because you and I can do that with each other. You were talking easy. me out of like, I was, I was talking you out of like going and murdering, you know, several continents, you know, and like, you know, hiring hitmen you know, and whatnot, turning vegan, all these things, and all that stuff. Steve talked me down. So it, it's really easy in a, in a way for, for a guy like me, um, to, to talk with a guy like you and say, Oh yeah, I see where you're at. Um, here's some suggestions. And then you do the exact same thing to me. But when you're the guy yeah. in that situation, it doesn't matter how logical it is. Like it, it all makes logical sense to me. It all makes logical sense to you. But at that point, you're not thinking with pragmatism in your head. 
you're thinking, you're thinking with stress and, and feelings. And that makes it really, really hard to internalize. Um, like, like, like I, I just got done set talking about how frustrated I am right now. Um, you know, it, 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 and it's not, the irony isn't lost on me that I was like, like a couple, a few weeks ago, whenever it was, we were talking, I'm like, I'm like, don't worry, Larry, everything's cool. You're awesome. Yay. I'm like, maybe I, maybe I should take my own advice, but it's hard to do that Honestly, in that I, moment. It's not something we were talking about the show, but I think one very important thing for writers trying to make in this, like this dog eat dog business, you got to have a support network. Yeah. You got to have something else other than writing. And you got to have something you believe in. Yep. I, I'm not going to tell you guys what to believe, but no. you got to have something to believe in. You got to have some bigger, loftier goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking about making it as writers' books, but you got to be like, why? Mm-hmm. What are you doing it for? Yep. And you need to focus on that. And then when other people screw up and kicks you in the teeth, <laughs> you just like, okay. Yeah. That happened. I'm going to adjust. Yep. You know? And uh, you got kicked in the teeth this year. As did you. As did I. Man, 2023 was kind of a... It was a weird freaking year. It was a bastard of a year, man. Because that that first half... I mean, that first four to five months was actually pretty good. Yeah, you did pretty good. Well, and... and, and What actually showed you, too, what you could do as a full-time writer. Yeah. And and if nothing else, I can look at that and say... And and then feel good. And and during that time, I actually burned myself out um, during the month of February. Yep. Because... I was, I was writing a lot. Well, you were like, I was writing, I was 80,000 words. Yeah. Something like that. Well, I mean the first week of January, um, I wrote a full, I wrote a full novella just the first week of January. And, you know, I went through everything for, um, for residue for parasite. And then the first half of new Arcadia, and or the first half of, of Operation Thrall, excuse me. And I mean, it was so much stuff. Um, I mean, I think I was doing, I was averaging four to five K a day. Which is huge. Which is a lot. That is a lot. I mean, even the machine Rick Partlow does three. Yeah. Yeah. Rick's just super consistent. He's consistent about it. Yeah. And, and see, the thing is, I was being consistent, but it was just a lot. I mean, that's like Brandon Sanderson levels and Brandon's... Crazy. He's crazy. Like he's, he, he's like a, like this nocturnal animal. Yeah. Like it's crazy how much that guy writes all night. But it, you know, it's, so in some ways it was super rad that year was. Um, and, and thankfully, um, you know, my, my wife was awesome. You know, well, she is awesome. It's like she's gone or anything. She's, she's awesome, you know, and, and, and we managed to get through that whole time, um, with, without any real issues at all. As far as finances go. Oh yeah. She was like the, the master of. She's, she was killing it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we were all good. Uh, but you know, um, so in terms of where that leaves us going into this year, um, what are our goals for this year? My, I'll say right now, my goals for this year are not the same one. They're not the same types of goals as they were last year. Um, I have different end, uh, end games in sight. And um, I'm like, boy, I don't think I can put out four or five books this year. No. Not with that where I'm at. Um, 
I have six books to write. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you need to be in a headspace that you can do it. Yeah. And make them good. Yeah. Good news is uh, for the the trilogy with Aethon, um, uh, I have that more or less actually, everyone's going to laugh at me, outlined. (laughs) Um, You know, more or less. New listeners won't get that, but no, long time people do. Um, I know pretty much, and, and so that's off to the side. Um, I know pretty much everywhere where I'm going, uh, for the sequel to Servants. Um, I, you know, I've already written, I've already written the opening D Day scene. And then I have some really cool, cool, cool scenes that I'll, I'll talk with you about. The Gobbit. Ooh, nice. I got it. Nice. I, I know exactly what that scene is. Okay. It's, We've talked it's about dope. on the show before. It's yeah. dope. You're going to love it. Sweet. Um, so, you know, stuff like that. Um, of course, you know, another Rothman books, come, another uh, Alicia Yoder books coming out here soon. Um, and then I, I got to finish off the residue series. But um, yeah, so uh, there's that. Um, I'll let you go first and then we'll talk about our, our little Our big announcement at the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay. So then I've got... Um, Finishing up Graveyard of Demons, which should have been done last month, but is what it is. Dude, I'm so excited for this. Um, well, I need to get to the next mainline Monster Hunter this year. Yep. And I'm doing something else, um, uh, an unnamed project. Um, yeah, so I can't say what that is yet, but uh, so so that's... Oh, we do have Monster Hunter Files too. Oh, yes. And that's actually Monster Hunter Files 2. People are writing stories for that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to um, do that. That's that's actually the only short story I'm probably writing this year. Yeah. So I got uh, Jason Cordova is my co-editor on that one. Uh, oh, I forgot I had multiple anthologies come out last year too. Yeah. So I had that. Um, so I was talking I'm lazy. <laughs> no, you're, you know, that's the thing. Your down year is, um, is far more productive than just about anybody in mainline okay, press. Okay, so, so for my for my level of where I'm at as a writer, my my down years roughly double what most guys yeah. at where I'm at is. Yeah, it is. For 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 for, for boring old trad pup. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we've talked about production rates of other things at different times, but for for people who are kind of like my peers in like the specific niche that I'm in, I'm my bad years about double what theirs yep. are. So, yep. And and then yeah, and you talked about your unnamed project is and it at first I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Then I'm like, duh, I yeah, know what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, you know what that is. Um, we'll duh. talk about that later. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Um, not the cool announcement, but... Okay, so cool announcement. Cool announcement. Okay. So Monster Hunter came out in 2009. Yep, so 15 years. 15 years. 15 years. Kind of an auspicious uh, milestone. No, um, 2007 was the 2007 was the was the self published self published version. 2009 was the trad the pub Bayon the Bane edition. Yes. So that that's the version I'm going off of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so look, it, everyone knows that I do special editions. Okay, um, beautiful, beautiful fans. Absolutely books. gorgeous special editions. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Warbound is at the printer right now. I'm just it's been at the printer for like over a month. I'm just waiting. Yep. Um, Resolved an issue with a, with a dust jacket earlier today, actually. Um, that was the last thing. They've already been printing the book, but they're getting the dust jacket squared away. Um, so I'm just waiting for that, and I'll ship that out, and I'm done. Um, and then for like, you know, vault books, for for better or for worse, is, is effectively kaput at that point. Um, but that means I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah, because um, you were in business with other people for yep, that. Yep, yep. And so uh, this is just me. 
Um, I'll contract either directly with the author or with the publisher, just me. Um, so the first project I did obviously was Chris Rocchio's uh, Empire of Silence. Beautiful. Which is also at the printer right now being done. The art for that is amazing. Holy crap, the art for it's amazing. Um, so uh, earlier in the year of 2023, I was actually on the horn with producer Jack and we realized that it, the next, that the 2024 was the 15th anniversary of the Bane edition. And I went, huh? Well, that's interesting. Um, and so, you know, a bunch of conversations happened. Um, I've been going back and forth with Tony Weisskopf on this for oh, several months now. And, uh, we signed the contracts. So yeah, this year we are going to release a 15th anniversary edition of Monster Hunter International, but not just a pretty book. Oh no, because this is something else we've talked about on the show before. And this is where we got this idea. Um, I've talked about mistakes I made on my first book as a writer. And, and we've talked about on the show, if you could go back in time, what would you fix mm-hmm. about your first book? We've had that conversation on here a few times. Contractions. Oh, yes, indeed. I didn't know any better. I was a newbie. You were paid by the word, Larry. Yeah. No, so so um, <laughs> I'm actually doing a, so the 15th anniversary, the new edition of Monster Hunter, uh, we're actually going to, I'm going to do an editing pass yep. and I am revamping it and taking out the stuff that uh, I should have never put there mm-hmm. and fixing some of the stuff that I did wrong as a rookie. And that said, it's actually not, it's no, there's no huge changes. No, I, I, I sent you the, actually today. Yeah, I got I that. I sent you, I sent Larry... Um, my edit, my editorial notes on it. Yeah. This is like stuff that you picked out mm-hmm. and actually correspondent. Cause I, I've, you know, I've read my own book a hundred times, you know, and listened to the audiobook a hundred times. And, yeah. None, none of it was, should be surprising to you. Uh, yeah. So basically guys, we're doing a revamped, um, we call author's edition. Yep. Author's definitive edition. Yeah. So whatever. it's the 15th anniversary. So there's going to be the super pretty version of that. Yep. And, um, uh, the, the cover artist is a guy named Kari Christensen. Um, he's done, he does a lot of work for, um, wizards, for magic, um, for, uh, for Brandon Sanderson. He's done some, um, dude's freaking awesome. So this should be, and pretty, he's a fan. This should be pretty, which rad. is awesome. Yeah. I know excited. what scenes he's doing. Um, he's, he's waffling between two specific scenes. They're in the same section of the book though. Oh, cool. Um, I'll tell you, I'm not going to say it on air, yeah, yeah. but I'll tell you after. Um, so that's the, that's the official, I guess that's their official announcement. That's, that's the coming. official announcement. Um, so there, there's only going to be a limited number of these. Um, so, uh, they're going to cost about a hundred bucks each. It's going to be the same pricing model as empire silence. Yeah. It's the, it's the pretty leather bound books. Yep. Super pretty leather bound. There'll be an optional slip case that you can get. Um, I'm having the website built right now for this so that, uh, um, I can hit go and then everybody can glom on and, and, and get them before they're out. Yep. This um, is- there won't be a reprint of this. No, no, this is for the, for the, for the diamond edition. This is one and done. One and done. Yep. Um, yeah, there's, there's only going to be about 1500 period. That's it. Yep. Um, you remember the, the leather bound edition, the kind of sort of leather bound edition that Bane did of, of MHI where there's 3000. Dude, those are going. How quick they they sell for two to 300 a piece. Oh yeah. So guys, I'm going to, I'm going to say, don't, don't dink around on this. If you want one, grab one. When they come out, because yep. like when we did the the previous leather editions, the uh, the first three books they just blew out, and they go mm-hmm. for scalpers prices now. Yep, uh, and and these so they will be the leather bound, foil stamped, new dust jacket. Um, 
They will be illustrated throughout, probably somewhere around the vicinity of 10 black and white illustrations. Um, color tip-in sheet that Larry's going to sign that we're, we're going to have some fun with too. Um, you'll see. Uh, all sorts of crap. Um, it's going to be freaking rad and i showed larry one of the little tchotchkes that um will be available yeah, for sale with it's it pretty neat it's pretty sweet so lots of awesome stuff but whole point of this is not just to say dude this is rad keep your eyes peeled um this is actually my parachute like if i sell through this i can quit the day job it is one to one like that's how like I'm a math guy. I've mathed this out. Oh yeah. 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 So this is, I mean, this could very well help me get out of the stress that I've been feeling for the past six yeah. months. Help Steve buy a cool thing that'll go up in value and help Steve quit his job. Yeah. Serious. So anyway, hope your boss doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> don't, I, don't, I don't even have a boss right now. <laughs> they all got let go. <laughs> Who knows, um, man? You just exist in limbo. I know. But anyway, so Weird, fearless accountability state of the dojo address. Things were good. Things kind of sucked. Things are looking up, though, in some really cool ways for the both of us. Um, and more importantly, we've seen and watched throughout the year, throughout the past two years, really, we have seen so many of you guys in the Facebook groups and the groups and stuff, we've seen how much you guys are progressing Big time. I mean, the quantity of stories that you guys have written and sold over the past like year and a half, two years. It's super. Is impressive. astonishing to me. I, I love the fact that we are now, me and you and Writer Dojo and Producer Jack are in the thank yous of new novels. That's pretty rad. That is pretty rad. It's awesome. We helped people get started. We did. And that's um, super cool. But, uh, and, and you know, but that, that that's your guys' sweat. That's your guys' sweat equity. Good freaking job. We're just here to help. Yep. All right. So that's the State of the Dojo Address 2024. Glad to have you all with us. This is the Rider Dojo. We'll see you on the next one. Rider Dojo is Steve Diamond and Larry Korea. Produced by Jack Wilder and Bear and Hair Studios. Theme song, Word Mercenaries by Craig Nibo. New episodes come out every Wednesday wherever you stream your content. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can help support us by going to anchor.fm slash writerdojo, by leaving a five-star rating and review, and by helping to spread the word. To advertise on the Writer Dojo, email ads at writerdojo.com. All questions and comments can be emailed to questions at writerdojo.com. Oh, hey, that's really cool. That's huge. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's awesome.